Hey guys, so today the theme basically from the entire week was sleep and most of you said you struggle with it in some way, shape or form. So today I'm going to cover five or six things. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible and also I'm going to try and download this so it's an mp4 and then it means that you can listen to it just in your ears on your way to work and it's just something to think about. But what I would like you to do is have like a pen and paper ready or even write it in the notes section on your phone and just think do you do these things because most of us do complain that we do not sleep enough or that we struggle with sleep in some way shape or form and if you're not doing these simple things then you know, you're trying to say that you might have sleep apnea or that you've got something wrong or that you have some sort of condition when in actual fact you may be just lacking in something and your body needs this more than you actually think. So listen up. So the first thing I'm going to get you to think about is actually how you track your sleep. So I track my sleep by using Fitbit and I have the premium. So the premium tells me my deep sleep, my REM sleep, my light sleep, and it tells me how often I'm awake. It also text, tells me like my oxygen levels through the night. So it lets me know maybe if they drop really low or go really high, and that could be causing me issues. So that's like if you've got sleep apnea or anything. The other thing it does is it tells me what my heart rate is whenever I'm sleeping. And this is where I have an issue and I'll go into it later on. But I struggle to get my heart rate down because I struggle to de-stress before I go to sleep because I'm quite an anxious person. So I use Fitbit and I think it's really good. You could use any other watch, that's fine. The other option is to just journal. Like if you're like, listen, I don't want to wear a watch in bed. I don't want to start tracking this. I think my sleep's okay, but it could be a little bit better. Then all you need to do is write in a little diary what time you went to bed and what you did beforehand. Maybe like you'll start adding to it, like maybe what, what time you had your last meal, did you drink al alcohol, did you have a lot of caffeine that day, all those simple things that you know would affect your sleep and then it'll tell you maybe things that you need to cut out. So a simple journal or else something on your watch that allows you to actually track and then you can journal as well to write in, well, yeah, my sleep was really, really poor but also I was out that night or I couldn't de-stress or I had a big meeting in the morning and I was counting back the hours of I'm going to get three hours sleep, four hours sleep, whatever it might be. Second thing I'm going to do is recommend a book. So it's by Matthew Walker and it's called Why We Sleep. So if you want to know more details on why we sleep, honestly, just get the book, download it on Audible or buy it. It is unbelievable. But what it actually scared me into doing was like loads of prep before I slept because it shows you the side effects of what happens when you don't sleep. But it shows you how important it is for like just honestly, just normal health genuinely so like it, it goes into details about how you can get alzheimer's and all if you're not in control of your sleep and why we sacrifice sleep and how it works so if you really really struggle with it then i promise you it's so interesting i've read it a few times and i keep going back to it because there's new things i pick up so on to what you can actually do the first thing is an eye mask so I wear an eye mask every single night. So even like a little screen of, let's say you have a TV or a laptop that's charging or something that has that little tiny LED light. I was speaking to a client, Brian, earlier and he was saying that, you know, like when your blinds come down and there's just that little crack of light that comes in, that affects you so much more than you know because obviously you have uh, your circadian rhythms that go, right, okay, there's light, I should be awake, there's dark, I should be asleep. Like we've all sat in a dark room for a while and thought I'm getting so sleepy. Um, and that's because your melatonin starts to get released and that's your sleep hormone. So when you see light, that hormone gets suppressed. But when it is dark, it's obviously elevated and that will make you sleepier and it'll make it easier for you to fall asleep. So an eye mask is unreal. So get a good one with like little padded bits and all because you're nice and fancy. Because um, some of the ones that you get on planes are like shit, aren't they? They're, they're really, really bad. So get a good one. The other thing on that note is earplugs. So I use Earhub. 
and they're like wax almost so it means they're not those foam ones that go right into your ear me and my housemate have really different sleep routines which is fine but it does mean that she stays up a little bit later but she also gets up a little bit later so she'll be coming home from maybe the gym or whatever at like nearly nine o'clock at night which is fine but i'm already on my downtime going to bed so if she's jumping in the shower and listening to I'll not maybe tell you what she's listening to, but whatever. Um, you know, and she's singing along. I can't hear anything. It also means that I'm not going to have that disrupted sleep where we have a kid next door and if it starts crying or whatever, that's life. I get that. But if I want to control the controllables and I don't want to listen to a child screaming at 3 a.m., then I've got earplugs and I've got ones that are wax and just kind of like fall into your ear. And honestly, you can't hear anything. Since I've got these, my housemates started wearing them. Mel started using them. My mom started using them. Like they are really good quality. The foam ones are shite. So next thing I mentioned melatonin. Now I'm going to be firing through this because you can go back to this. So I don't want to try and drown you with loads and loads of information. I don't want these videos to be really, really long. They're a good resource for you, but it allows you to go, oh, that's really interesting. I might look in, into that in a bit more detail. Okay. So I mentioned melatonin is that hormone that gets released that allows you to get sleepy and go to sleep and everything else. And one thing that regulates that is magnesium. And genuinely, we do not have enough of it, I don't think. So I supplement with magnesium. Now, if you're low on magnesium, you probably won't know. Your sleep might be disrupted and you'll blame it on a million different things. So instead of leaving it to chance, all of us could probably do with a little bit more of it. So just take a supplement. If it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It allows you to test it out. I take magnesium a couple of hours before I go to sleep and or before I go to bed. And I personally felt the difference once I started purposefully taking it and taking a good dosage of it. So I got mine from Holland and Barrett. So magnesium, mine's 375 milligrams and I usually take one. So again, magnesium is really, really good to help you with obviously fatigue and everything else. Like we know about bath salts and magnesium, you know, when you have like a bath after a heavy training session or you've got DOMS or anything. Um, if this is over your head, don't worry. If your legs are sore and you have a bath and you put some salts and stuff in it, it's going to have magnesium. And it's because it helps you relax. It's a relaxant as well. So it means that you're going to de-stress a little bit. You're going to relax. And then obviously it's going to control the mel melatonin. So once it does it, you're sweet. You've fully prepped yourself as best you can with supplements to go to sleep. Now, I have actually taken melatonin before. And my issue wasn't with the sleepiness or anything like that. My issue is waking up in the middle of the night. So if that's your issue, melatonin will not help. If you're like suffering from jet lag, if you travel quite a lot, melatonin is really good because it kind of increases obviously the hormone because you're taking the melatonin and it'll make you sleepy at that time. It means you can reset from jet lag or if you've been on a really bad night out and you can't really sleep or you're struggling with it and it helps get you back into that routine quicker. It's not something you should take all the time, but it is available. So again, you should be writing this down or making notes on something. And these are the important ones now. So we've talked about the eye mask, the earplugs, all the things that you can get, the magnesium supplements, the melatonin, that's all fine. You should be in a nice cold room as well. So loads of people have a hot shower before they go to bed and then it allows them to like their body temperature starts to naturally cool down, keep a window open, whatever it is. You should be going to bed cold. See if you're wearing like fluffy stuff to bed stop it. Stop it right now. You should not be doing that. It needs to be a cold room. So what you really need, and these are the really important ones, is a consistent bedtime routine. So let's say you go to bed at 10 and you get up at six. 
If you're in a constant job that's nine to five, that should be simple enough to do because there's nothing stopping you. You go, you're going to know what you need to sacrifice. So let's say you go to bed at 10 and wake up at seven. I suppose that's more realistic. So at 10 o'clock, you need to be asleep. So your bedtime routine should start happening at around nine. Now that doesn't mean that you just shut everything off and just stop. But what it means is you should be starting to get that downtime. So away from sort of blue light and things like that, you shouldn't be stressing on your phone. You definitely shouldn't be working that hour before bed at all. And you should be starting to think about bed and relaxing and everything is winding down. Nothing should be up. And loads of what loads of people have said and loads of studies have shown is if you watch something that is like really entertaining at night, then you struggle because your body is like, holy shit, what's going to happen? Like, I was watching Stranger Things, an episode of it, before I went to sleep every night. Well, first of all, my dreams were mental. Um, but genuinely, I found it that I, it was a little bit of a struggle to go to sleep because my heart rate was really elevated because I was just watching something and then I had to have more downtime to actually relax and go into it. So if you're trying to keep a consistent routine of when you go to bed, try to start winding down, whatever it is, whether it's a shower, reading a book, whatever. Start with maybe doing it half an hour before you go to bed and try and build it up. We always talk about having these evening routines and nighttime routines that are absolutely huge of all these million things that you should be doing. I'm going to tell you what you should actually be doing. But what I'm also going to tell you is that is the optimum goal. And what we struggle with is doing everything optimally. Nobody does everything optimally. It's ridiculously impossible. But what we can do is we can do it better. So if you can start off by having a five-minute bedtime routine of maybe journaling before you go to bed or maybe writing something down so it helps you de-stress or maybe reading a book for five minutes, then that is going to be so helpful and that's going to be easier to then build that up to 10 minutes and maybe 15 and then get your own routine on the go of what you naturally like to do before you go to bed. The other thing you can do is set that time that you get up. And I would pick one because it's very hard to do both. So either say to yourself, I am going to get up at 7am every day, regardless of what happens. So that might include the weekends. It does include the weekends. Um, or what you can do is say, right, well, I'm going to be go to bed at this time every night. And then that's included in the weekends too. Now, obviously you can change that slightly and you can adjust that slightly going into the weekend because again, we can't be optimal and we can catch up on a little bit of sleep at the weekend. However, if you feel like shit going into that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's because you're not getting enough sleep on the Monday, Tuesday, and your routine is going off and off. You're spending too much time watching TV, watching aimless shit, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through whatever, and you're tired and you know you should be going to bed, but you've got a bit of that fear of missing out. You have to be willing to sacrifice that and go to sleep to feel a million times better. And set that time of either I'm going to go to bed at this time or I'm going to wake up at this time. If you can do both, brilliant. But I would start with one. So the last bit, and this is the big bit. Um, a lot of my clients are maybe attracted to me because, and I don't mean in that way, but to work with me, should I say, um, because I do suffer a bit of anxiety. Now, not all of my clients have anxiety. That's fine. But some of them do suffer it like from time to time. And I think everybody suffers from anxiety in some way, shape or form. And some people get it daily. And some people are just like, oh, I get it whenever work is really stressful. It is just a stressor that is happening. And it's something that you can experience. And we experience it in really different ways. So if you are someone who struggles, like Hattie is one of my clients who will relate to this. 
She has quite a stressful job. She trains really hard. She's an athlete. So her switch off is quite difficult. And what happens is she finds herself waking quite a lot in the middle of the night and her deep sleep would be quite low. And usually your deep sleep is low and your REM sleep is quite low because your rest and heart rate uh, you're, when you're sleeping, you're above your rest and heart rate. And it should tell you that in your watch if, if you do track. So the reason that can happen is because when you get stressed, go with me on this, you release cortisol. So we talked about melatonin being that hormone that helps us control our sleep and fall asleep and relax. Magnesium helps regulate that. We also have cortisol, which is a stressor in our body. Now it's good, you need it, because if something happens, you know that stress and that anxiety you feel of going like, if you've seen a car accident or you've seen something happen, or even if when you go to drop something and you go to catch it again and you feel your heart rate go through the roof and you start breathing heavily, it's that sort of stuff that's happening. You are under stress. Now, physical and mental stress are the same. So if you imagine a cup and you have stress because you've trained your body really hard, that's stress. Let's say you've went and... Again, I'll use Hattie as this example. Hattie plays rugby. She just went and played rugby. That's great. There's a bit of stress in there. But also she's got um, something due with work and she's got a big meeting and someone's been an idiot and she has to do all these things. You can understand email, email, blah, blah, blah. Top that all up, okay? That cortisol level, that stress is huge. So what then happens is Hattie's heart rate is elevated continually which means her rest and heart rate is continually quite up and then it means that as that happens when she's going to bed she struggles to bring that down and the way this was explained to me before was it's like going about your daily life but there's someone behind you just ready to jump out you at, at any point in time like imagine how stressed you would be when you had that you would be continually looking over your shoulder you're continually stressed about something that's going to happen you can't relax that is what happens when you've got a bit of anxiety and you cannot de-stress and your cortisol levels are too high and we need to reduce them and drop them down. Now, there's loads of ways to do that, but you do have to find out what way suits you. So I actually like to journal. And the reason I like to journal is because I can write down, okay, what am I anxious about? That's question one. Question two is what can I control in that situation? Like, like what can I actually do about that? And three is have I done it? So if you think of that stressful situation about that meeting that Hattie's going into, um, I'm not sure if Hattie has loads of stressful meetings, but I'm just using this as an example. And she thinks about that time and time again. I'm sure you can think about that too, of something that's stressing you about going to sleep. Even the fact that you struggle with sleep, so then you stress about struggling with sleep. And we all do that where you go, right, if I go to bed now, I'm going to get like seven hours sleep. And then you look at your little clock because you're not wearing your eye mask like I told you to and you go right shit now I'm only gonna get six now I'm gonna get five and that stress is gonna keep climbing you need something to de-stress and bring you back down so as I said let's say Hattie is so stressed about this meeting and she's just sitting there worrying about it then she can write down like what am I actually anxious about like what am I actually anxious about happening what if I put myself in that other person's shoes you know, am I in trouble? Is something going to happen? Have I done something wrong? Can I justify it? What can I do? And then write down, am I in control of what can happen? Have I done all the controllables? So yeah, I've replied to my emails. I've done what I've needed to do. I've written it down. Is there anything else that I can do? No. See when you tell yourself and your body and your brain that information, it helps you relax. Your body does not know. Your body does not know if there's a tiger that's about to jump in your window or the difference between this meeting that you are so stressed about. It has no idea. It just knows there's a threat, you're stressed, and your cortisol is high. So your body literally just takes in whatever information you tell it. If you sit and stress and stress and stress, 
then what's going to happen is that will increase, 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 and then you'll just stress about it more. No, not, I'm not telling you to just relax because honestly, I suffer from anxiety and my sleep is some, it's the one thing that I struggle to get right and I have done for many, many years. So I completely get it, but we have to find out what we can do. And genuinely for me, it's journaling. So I try and read and have that cutoff point. There is something for me that says I'm not in work mode anymore especially being self-employed or when you have work that you can take home with you, you need to have that cutoff point. See that feeling of closing the lid in the laptop? Amazing. I'm actually transferring all clients onto a different sort of uh, communication app. So instead of me sitting looking at WhatsApp all the time and differentiating between, am I speaking to my girlfriend? Am I speaking to my mom? Am I speaking to you know my friends? Or am I speaking to a client? And am I stressing about that client the next day? And could I have done more? And what about this? And thinking about their session. Those are the things that stress me. Um, and I have a little bit of imposter syndrome of thinking like, am I enough? So I don't want to go into that in too much detail, but you might feel that same way of going, shit, like, am I in the, the right person to deal with this meeting? Like, I'm so stressed about it. So if you write it down, then you're telling yourself that factual information and you're reinforcing the states. Yes, I am good enough. Yes, I am the person to do this. <coughs> I'm not recording this again. I'm just sick. But yes, you're the person to do this. Yes, you are the person who can actually like flat out smash this meeting or whatever it is that you're going to do. Yes, you're good enough to do all these tasks like me. Yes, I'm good enough to train all of you. Of course I am. Of course I am. You wouldn't be with me if you didn't think I was. However, that imposter syndrome like really hits home and I start to stress. So if I write it down, what am I anxious about? Like... Literally, oh, I have to get up at 5 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. Right, well, have you programmed all your sessions? Yeah. Well, are you worried any of your clients are going to leave? Well, no. And are you happy in the situation that you're in? Well, yeah. Right, well, I've done enough. Is there anything else I could do? Well, maybe in the future I could do this. Okay, I've written it down. Okay, it's done now. Then your brain just automatically takes all that in. And you're like, right, that's it done. So that's what works for me. I also like to do some breathing, like box breathing. So you go in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, and you just keep going. I like to try and meditate. I like to have a shower before I go to bed. I also like to have a cold shower every now and again to try and reduce my anxiety and help reduce my stress. So a lot of time when you expose yourself to like cold water and stuff, it can reduce your stress down. So as I said, this is to inspire you to try and look up whatever it is that you want to do on your own. But Honestly, those are the things that work for me. So just to recap, eye mask, massive, because you know how important it is whenever you can see that little crack of light and how that affects you when you sleep now. Second thing, earplugs. We don't want to be getting those noises in the middle of the night that are waking us up and then we struggle to get back to sleep again. Absolutely not. Third thing is, are we taking some sort of supplement like magnesium? It helps really regulate melatonin and we know melatonin is that hormone that's released that helps you fall asleep. So if you struggle with sleep, that's something to look into. Again, something really obvious is that consistent bedtime routine that we hear every single day. But I, I know the majority of us don't do it. You need to just get that little bit better. Just that little bit better. So if the difference between you going to bed at 9pm one time and 1am the next time, if you can reduce that window down and down and down, and then when you wake up, you can reduce that down and down, you're going to feel so much better. It's not about being exactly accurate. It's about being consistent and as consistent as you can be. 
Again, the last thing and the most important thing is what are you stressing about and what are you anxious about before you go to bed? Because I know you all do it. I know you all have really important jobs and things in your life. You have children, you have people to look after, things to do. You are living in a stressful environment. You have to be able to de-stress. You have to find something. So I was saying you can journal, you can write it down, you can write down what am I anxious about? What am I in control of? What can I do about it? And what can my future self do? And then be at ease with what you've already said. Again, some different methods that I like are making sure I have a really cold room, making sure that I have a, a hot shower before I go to bed and a cold shower in the morning, just at the end, just to be just a wee blast. Um, and those sorts of things really, really help me. So finding that way to de-stress, try to do it. Deactivate phone, work, emails, all that crap, at least about an hour before you go to bed. If you literally are on your phone until you go to sleep, then try and increase that to 10 minutes of no phone before you go to bed, then 15, then 20. That is a routine you're going to need to get into if you want to improve your sleep. So you're going to have to start doing it. So longer video, guys, but I'm going to make it into an audio format so you can listen to it. Sorry, I'm not well. I've got a chest infection. I promise it's not COVID. And if you struggle to listen to this because you feel like I need to cough all the time, I cough towards the end. So don't worry, it does get better. Have a good week.